Off the Puck Hockey is sponsored in part by Hoddle Services. If you're looking for a disc jockey, karaoke host, video jockey to videographer, our company can help. With over 20 years of experience, we would be happy to help with your special event. You can contact us at 226-988-2895 or visit us at our website at hoddleservices.vpweb.ca. That's H-O-D-D-L-E Services. We look forward to hearing from you and helping with your special event. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 6 of Off the Puck Hockey. I'm your host, Tyler Fines, and you can catch him on Rogers TV Channel 20 every Saturday night in the Tri-City area, Rogers TV Channel 13, London, and St. Thomas. You can view the live recording Monday nights right here, 9 p.m., Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, all those social media channels. Make sure you check us out for our live recording. You can also follow at Off the Puck Hockey for dates and times we're going to be recording. So make sure you check us out. Tough start to the leaf season, not the way they pictured it. And I know I can already see Styles fuming. I'm sure he wants to talk about it. And the jerseys are already hitting the ice. So what's going on in Leafland? We're going to talk about it. London Knights started out their season six and zero, absolutely throttling everyone right now. Kitchener Rangers also killing it. Guelph soft with slow start, but on, you know what? They're going to make it back. I have faith in the crew. Hopefully, boys can keep it flying in November. Blackhawks, Montreal, Vegas, Seattle, awful right now. Just absolutely struggling to get going. So I'm hoping they can pick it up, and I really hope that the first game in the Kraken home rank was a special one for everybody there. And again, just goes to show how good the league is. And we're going to talk about all that and more. But first, introducing our co-hosts, as always, Mr. Adam Stiles and Mike Walker. What's up, fellas? Not too much, Feinze. Uh Glad to be back for another episode. He's making it. He's made this day. He's coming on, fellas. <laughs> Styles, what's up, fella? Oh, he's gone already, is he? He doesn't know what's going on anymore, folks. That's it. Started off slow. This is what's going on. <laughs> That's all right, though. That's how it goes in gear at OTP. We are, this is going to say, this isn't sports or anything like that. We do what we can't do because we love it. But we got a huge guest tonight. Huge guest. Host of the Sheriff Podcast, taken off across North America. Absolutely love it. Probably Europe. Not sure, but probably. <laughs> Let's welcome to the show... The Sheriff, Sean McMorrow. What's up, fella? Hey, guys. How's it going? I, I appreciate you guys having me on, man. This is an honor. Oh, no, it's honors ours, fella. Honor is 100% ours. We're really looking forward to talking with you about, uh, about everything going on in your life and where you're at right now. But you know what? Let's start with your podcast. I really want to talk about it and pump it up because it's so good. And I want people to subscribe. So, so how did the idea come to you that, you know what? I want to get behind a mic and I want to tell them some stories and talk hockey. Well, okay, fellas. So the last portion of my career, I, I really focused on doing like public appearances and speaking in front of like big crowds and stuff on behalf of my team. So over the course of that time, I realized 
how much I like the other side of the sport because I was dealing very close with the media. I was doing a lot of interviews about what I was doing with these appearances. And I'm like, you know what? I kind of like this. So when I, when I stopped playing, I kind of did a lot of podcasts where I'd be a guest and, you know, a lot of people would be like, man, you know, maybe you should start your own show one day. And I was like, yeah, I would love that. And my close buddies of mine that are also players, they would say, you know what, man, you just need to run into a situation where you got a tech guy that wants to do the show with you and you could do it with him. And I happened to get lucky enough to run into that situation with Kyle Warner, who's my buddy now and my co-host. He was the host of it. Well, he still is the host of Enforcer's Corner, happened to have me as a guest. Uh, We hooked up the next day with a nice conversation and boom, we decided that we wanted to start a show together. So I'm the player. He's the tech guy. He's a great host as well. So I got lucky to fall into that gentleman. That's awesome. Well, I'll tell you, welcome Adam Stiles. Thanks for coming. uh, Thanks for coming out. (laughs) There he is. Hey man, I I put it all together. I'm here boys. I apologize. Holy (laughs) Jesus. Yeah, guys, got like a more tech. Got so many technical issues. More technical yeah, issues. Know, than the Super finds, Bowl. You want to you know what it was? It was pretty funny. It was during that whole opening. I, I, I can't. My phone's kind of quiet, so I can't really hear. So I'm like, oh, I'll go get my wireless speaker. So or, the opening, I sprinting upstairs. Grab, went in the bedroom. Bree's like, what are you doing? I'm like, speaker, speaker. Grabbed it. Ran down here. Out of breath. I'm like, I don't even know how I'm gonna talk. And now you got someone then, coming uh, in your door. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Probably a guest. You want to bring Bree on? Let's bring Bree on. You might as well bring Bree in. Mike on mute. I was like blaming you. Couldn't hear a thing. Then I'm like, wait, I'd be able to hear the other boys. Couldn't hear you. But yeah. My apologies, uh, well, I'm boys. Glad, well, I'm glad, I'm glad you made it, man. We're, we're, we said we, we got to talk. I'm here. I'll be here. I know you're time. dying to talk about your leaves before we really get into get in deep with Sean. I'm sure he's got an opinion. He's in Scarborough right now, so you know what? I'm sure he's got an opinion on the leaves. Like, are we are we ready to hang Margaret out to dry? Is that what's going on right now? Are we there yet, Sean? Or is it hang? You know, time to get Marner out of town. Time. Uh, honestly, guys, like I, um, I questioned a lot of moves that the Leafs did the last couple years and stuff. And like, I understand that they need this core, but, but man, I, I, I just wish their core had a little bit more grit. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think they might need to make a move where they do like kind of like a superstar for a superstar, but. The guy that comes back is more of a guy like of a kind of like a Tachuk nature. Tachuk, right? exactly. Was thinking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Kachuk is so. I, I can't agree yeah. more with you, Sean. Man, that's exactly what we need. A little more grit. Like they brought in Richie, like they thought it was. I got a little excited. Think, yeah, this could be it. But now, like, he hasn't done much really for grit. Like, yeah, we need a top six grit player that can put points up. And uh, yeah, exactly. He says I'd like to see a superstar for superstar trade. Hey, boys, just before we move on, I know this is your guys' show, but I got to make a comment, man. Do it. The intro that you guys have for this pumped me up so much. (laughs) I I, got to comment. It's so awesome. Nice. You guys gained a fan just off this intro, man. Like, this is incredible, man. man. I'm I'm fired up and ready to go. (laughs) Hey, Sean. When you work with good people, it's just fun, man, to be honest with you. Yeah. What was that, Styles? What'd you say? How'd the nickname Sheriff come around? Oh, yeah, how'd the nickname Sheriff? Well, the first time I was was given that name was when I went to the Quebec League the first time around. 
right? So this was back in like 2008, but it didn't really catch traction until I was on the Belfast Giants, to be honest okay. with you. Because yeah, yeah. they really promoted it. They made they made t-shirts like this. They made badges. They they put it the emblem like on my jersey, like my nice, game jersey nice. and stuff. So yeah. that's when it kind of really took off. So nice. It's pretty cool. Like it's it's stuck with me and I appreciate it a lot. Absolutely. And then yeah, just some pop- sick swag. Six swag. That shirt oh, is yeah. unreal. <laughs> You'll be surprised how old this t-shirt is, man. Trust oh, me. Really? <laughs> Like, like, like this is like, this is 10 plus years old, man. Like, like no this way. is one of the Belfast ones. He, he takes um, care of this stuff though. He takes care. He's got quality. He takes care. Well, well made. Yeah. Well made. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, I've been podcasting this, Sean. What's the uh, hardest part for you about doing it? What do you enjoy the most about it? So what I realized is men like, and, and you guys could attest to this, like how many people we end up networking with. How many people we get we get back in contact with, like people that we used to talk to, you know, and, and then what the show also brings for me is it, it, it's brought me closer to my family. Like I'm working yeah. very closely with my brother in law. You know, he's like the producer and the, and the, and the artist and, and, and a, a lot of titles, to be honest, as you guys know, when you're first starting out, you got a handful of people not even doing things that, you know, people do in full time jobs. Right. Absolutely. So. It, it's been a grind. Um, I, like I said, I love the aspect of being closer to family. Um, what's difficult about it is obviously, you know, the work that takes and the time that it takes. And sometimes, you know, you'll you'll think that you nailed the guest and last minute it doesn't happen. And, you know, last minute cancellations can be frustrating. Yeah. 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 You guys know. Oh, we, we, we know all about that. Trust me. It's, it it oh, does yeah. happen yeah. More, more often than you know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Things happen, right? Busy lives, everything. Yeah. Who's uh, who's some of your favorite episodes and guests, and who would you uh, consider one of your white whales that you'd absolutely just love to have on the show? Well, I mean, I um, from the get go, I've I've really wanted Doug Gilmore on the show, right? And Doggy. and and I've, yeah. I've interacted with him a little bit, and I went to a golf tournament with him, and my brother in law did some is actually an artist for one of his clothing lines. And so I was I gonna say, yeah, that's... give him a quick plug. Give him a quick plug. I was explaining <laughs> to the boys, Danny Green, and showing Mike today some of his art. He's a very talented man. And I was talking to him too about setting you up. He's a great guy too. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So, so Danny's my brother-in-law. So it's Danny Granger Art. Um, he he's my official artist, and he's so much more like he he's he's probably the most unique artist you'll ever meet. When you see his work, it's something that like you've never seen before. It's wild. Um, yeah, man, and it's and it's Danny Granger art on all platforms. So check him out. Like you know, yeah, he, he responds very quickly man. if you message him. Yeah, very very cool dude. Absolutely. Yeah. So Sean, you're where'd you grow up, and kind of how'd you get into hockey? More importantly, when did you realize like I just want to start chucking nucks at guys? <laughs> well, I I grew up in Scarborough. Um, played played my minor hockey in then the MTHL. Now it's the GTHL. Um, I was obviously an OHL boy, as you guys know, right? But the fighting the fighting thing started actually when I went to the Pickering Panthers. The Pickering Panthers was the junior A tier two tier two team that I played for before the OHL. And, you know, so that's a league where it's 16 to 21 year olds. That's when we were wearing the half visors. And 
this is at a time like this is 1999, right? So this is at a time where, you know, fighting was still a pretty big part of the game, right? So there was a spot on every junior team for something like this. And me coming in as a 16-year-old rookie, I had an opportunity to get a role that was needed all the time. So my role would be enhanced. And to be honest with you guys, when I first tried it out, I was 1-0. The fifth time I tried it out, I was 5-0. The tenth time I tried it out, I was 10-0. And I couldn't believe it, but the response to my teammates and coaches was so great that I had to keep rolling with it, man. So that's how it was for me. I was just so good in the beginning. This is just Tier 2 Junior A, but... I was just winning all my fights. So I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to stick with this. And th- they're loving me for it. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride the crest of the wave. Absolutely. Yeah. Sean, well, did you, you, did you uh, just speaking on fighting in your first year, did you ever um, have somebody help, you know, critique you or show, you know, grab a guy behind the jersey as opposed to in front of the jersey or vice versa? Well, when I first started off, like like I said, like I was the youngest on the team. So there was a lot of guys that really appreciated the fact that I was the one that was going out and doing it. So in practice, we would kind of play around and, you know, the, they would want to play around with me because I was the guy. So they would try to show me little different techniques and stuff. And and I appreciate that. But what I think happens, and I think most most fighters in general would say the same thing you kind of have to find out your own way through experience like you know what i mean like you start winning a couple doing one thing and then you keep doing it and then you kind of master that craft and kind of go on from there so um it's it's funny because every time you're asked about it it's usually kind of a a slightly different response right because you're remembering something different so (laughs) It, it's definitely fun to talk about it. I like to talk about it. I, I sometimes realize and learn new things uh, with the interviews that I have. Absolutely. So what do I think? Yeah, sorry, go ahead, Sals. And who's your, who are some of your idols maybe growing up like uh, that you looked up to? And did you ever get to maybe uh, fight any of you guys you kind of looked up to at all in the minors? Well, I um... – I was a Toronto boy, right, guys? So so I was yep. a like a diehard Leaf fan growing up. So for me, my teams were those teams that were, you know, Doug Gilmore, Wendell Clark, you know, Dave Anderchuk, like like the, yeah. the, the 93, oh, yeah. 94 teams, right? Like, yeah. you know, I was in grade seven, grade eight at those times. And, and, and like, that's when I really, really got into hockey. So um, when I first started playing, I, I, I think the coolest thing for me was just the fact that the little taste that I got of the NHL was all kind of like Toronto related, right? Right? Like I, I played a bunch of preseason games and I got one regular season game. So the one regular season game was Toronto in Toronto. I had like two or three preseason games against Toronto too, right? So I think those experiences, I really got to kind of like, realize that that you know this is what i dreamed about when i was a kid and this is incredible right like it was like the preseason game for me was like just out of this world to be able to be a part of that kind of stuff. oh yeah yeah Yeah. i just want to let everyone know the leafs are down 3-1 again (laughs) (laughs) it driving me absolutely bonkers but at least down 3-1 again fellas i don't know what to tell you hey if i have a positive uh Matthew's got 200 career goals, and he's the fastest U.S.-born kid to do it. 
That's a little positive note. Well, I'll take it. I guess we'll take that positive as, she, as it goes. But uh, if you can take anything, so so what? So tell me, Sean, what do you what do you want to do with this? You see yourself in like a broadcasting career, possibly? Well, this is the thing. Like I, um, I've wanted to be a, a sports broadcaster for a while, and I'll tell you, it's a kind of an interesting story how I kind of got introduced to it. You guys all know who Ken Reed is, right? Like the absolutely the anchor, Future, former guest. past guest, no big deal. Former yeah. guest, okay, <laughs> okay, right on, man, right on. Yeah. So Ken, you know how he has that book, One Night Only, right? He's got a couple books that are pretty are good sellers, it? and he's got that one book. And I'm blessed enough to be in that book, yes. right? Because it's about guys that played one NHL game and like how they got there. If it was like a disappointment that it was only one game, or if it was a long shot like me that he got the one game, like like. Whatever the case was, and Don Cherry was in the book, so I was just excited to be in the same book as Don Cherry, right? So, so Ken calls me up, gives me an hour interview on the phone for this book. At the end of this interview, he's like, "Sean, you know, what are you doing after your season?" Because this is when I was playing in Quebec, and and I said, "You know, I'm coming back to Toronto." He's like, "Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you come in? I'll give you a tour of the studio." And I think you would be a really good NHL analyst. And I think that I should set you up with the interview process. So I actually was able to get an interview with Sportsnet. This is years ago, but this was also at the same time where they made all the cutbacks from the Hockey Night in Canada investment that they made. And they were, you know, firing all these high profile guys. And and everybody. I I remember that time. I couldn't believe it. Right. So it wasn't good timing for me. But I've always wanted to make another run. And when this came up, I thought it was great because this is like I'm having so much fun and I'm like building a resume for taking another run in broadcasting, right? So, yeah, yeah, man, there's so many positives that come out of this. I get to be a a guest and be with you guys. (laughs) Well, you can tell you've been working on your craft. You speak so well. You don't follow your words like this guy here. Like you're just killing it, man. I can't believe it. You're obviously I appreciate that, brother. Love it. Absolutely. Just, uh, Sean, just touch into playing in the OHL. And, um, you know, as you got into your 19, 20-year-old seasons and getting getting looked at by NHL teams, kind of what was that whole experience of having a couple NHL teams talk to you about what you do and the potential of moving up to the NHL? Well, I, the, the one of the one of the coolest things that I, I when I actually look at it ne- back at it now, one of the coolest things that I remember from that time was being at the arena and interacting a little bit with like scouts, like head scouts. So like I remember this one guy, he was the San Jose Shark scout. And we I was at the Ice House in London. And I was kind of waiting, I think, for my mom or something. And he's like, hey, Sean, you know, I'm the scout for San Jose. And he's like, hey, so um, I, I I see that you uh, play uh, Peterborough next week. Um, what do you think of uh, taking on Matt Karkner? Right? Like, right? So, yeah. okay. so like, I remember that. And, like, I at the time, it was pretty casual. But now that I'm thinking about it, like <laughs> – that's that's something though that that, oh, yeah. that scout was pretty much like putting that challenge out there and like, oh yeah you know so like stuff like that was pretty cool and um you know I was I I wasn't rated very high like I was an eighth round pick right in a, in a nine round draft so I was just happy to be on the central scouting list I remember you know going back to my my hometown high school um, Cardinal Newman High School in Scarborough. 
and being on the NHL central scouting list. And, you know, and like, I just thought it was the coolest thing ever, man, because I was just so proud. You know what I mean? I've been doing this since I was a little kid. And, you know, the talk of even getting drafted was pretty cool. Right. So, yeah. you know, when I got picked by Buffalo, it was, it was really, it, it was like a dream come true. So then Certain you put your Yo, you, yeah, I know. What are you saying? Stop. I don't know why the hell you keep cutting. I keep cutting you off. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Stop, man. This year must have been fired up for this. You got notes and everything. I seen the pen flying. Oh, I got everything, man. I'm always prepared. I was going to, that's part of my action. I'll go all talking about prepared. Your podcast, uh, Sean, do you, are you one of the guys that kind of prepare? You just kind of wing it off the seat like these other two guys do. So, so for me, it's kind of like, I, I try to get guests that were kind of part of my journey. Like if it's, if I really looked up to them a lot, or if I like, if it was a guy like Brandon Sugden, that was like my main rival for three straight years that I had to, you know, get pound, get my face pounded in by him for a few years straight. But, yeah. but regardless of the guests, like I usually know them pretty good, like either on paper or personally. Right. So, yes, so I, I, I do try to prepare pretty good. I try to have like, you know, at least four or five talking points. Sometimes I don't even get to any of them because you never know how the show is going to really go, right? So I, yeah. I just kind of want to have talking points to give myself more confidence when really it just all kind of flows, like, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah. but you got to kind of look and, and, and make sure you got to look at the time and stuff like that too, right? So yeah, you know, there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot more than people know. Like, you guys know exactly what I mean. That's, that's the thing, yeah. That's the thing, yeah. Like we all do it here for, uh, yeah. It's no, no money involved. It's all just for the passion. We love just hearing, talking to guys. We, uh, we inspire. Like we had some big guests. We talked. We all look up to. We like hearing different stories. You, you know how it is from every guest. There's always a different story, and yeah, it's just oh, yeah. a good time. We enjoy it all. But I'm a guy. Yeah, like I, I stress it so much on. Uh, well, half the time. I, not like we haven't we haven't played pro and stuff like you so we have not have that relationship right so most people got to study up a bit but i stress out a lot on that and yeah usually i'm the note guy and have five six <laughs> pages of notes but uh it, it pays off a lot i always dig into some good info finds he can attest today I was oh god this guy's yeah again, he's a digger so. and sorry about that the freaking computer crash thanks a lot uh best buy Hey, see, finds it happens to us all, right, buddy? It does, dude. It happens to me all the time. Hey, <laughs> we just you just got to go with the process. It is what it is. Oh yeah, you just got to roll. Do you guys want me to log off quick so we got the hat trick? Or <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, hey, but I'll tell you one thing. We're all set. I've never seen three bigger smiles at one time than this, gentlemen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah right. We, we we love doing this. Like we we yes. really do. And like I said, we get to ask you, you know, about your time in the Quebec League, which I'm really excited for. I don't know. You know what's funny? I don't know much about the about that league. Like everyone talks about it. Uh, you know, you you've got over 500 minutes that one season. Tell me what it's like yeah, yeah, playing okay. the freaking Quebec League, and how do you get 500 penalty minutes? It almost seems impossible. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, okay. So when I first got there, guys, like, like I really couldn't really believe the way things worked either. Okay. So trust me, we're, we're all on the same page, right? Love it. Now it's kind of like, you, this is how you have to imagine it. Now, this is an area of the country that's, that's very unique, right? So Quebec is all about hockey they just love their hockey and, and like some will say well you know they love their hockey in ontario but yeah but you got the raptors you got you got a lot of other things 
to distract you with where in Quebec, yeah, they have their alouettes, but trust me, <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it's all about the hockey in Quebec. So now you're in these towns that, that are in the league that are not close to Montreal. So they think that kind of all, everything is like their own NHL, right? So, so they, they think it's literally like their own NHL in, in this league. So they pack the arenas. The tough guys are like novelties. Like they're like, they're, they're like local little celebrities in each town. And, and like, you know, the, everyone just loves them. And then when, if you come to the arena and, and you think that this is like an NHL type of team and you're, you know, you're loaded up with your, with your boys from the town with your, with your beer and, mm-hmm. and, and you see a couple of guys go out center ice you know, buckets off, like it's very passionate for them, right? Like they're just, they get so into it, right? So, so now you got these business people that are like, you know what, like this is, this is just could be a great business. Like people just love this. So there was a point where it got a little bit too far because teams were like, flying tough guys in from like the west coast and like <laughs> you know what i mean like no but that brad wingfield guy though yeah right? yeah, yeah yeah when he played in the league he was Ooh. getting flown in from bc right <laughs> Marasti's getting flown in from from alberta or right yeah. when i played two years ago uh, the, the marquee was flying me in man you know what i mean like so when it gets that t- to that point Right. Like, like it's, it's a whole other level. Right. So it, it's, a, it's an actual event. Like when they, when you come to the game, you know, that the two toughest guys on each team, you know, that when they're going on the ice, that they're going to go buckets off center ice. You, everyone knows it. Right. Yeah. And it's just a build up for it. So in the first period, there'll be a time where maybe there's a, a shift where it's really rough and, and it gets a little rough or whatever. And then, you know, everyone's wondering, oh, are they gonna put are they gonna put so and so out? Are they gonna put are they gonna put McMore out right now? Is it gonna happen? Like, you know what I mean? And then and then yeah. as soon as something happens and and the one tough guy does go out, and then they see the other tough guy go out, everyone just gets on their That's feet. Crazy. And <laughs> the tough guy kind of has their own song. So, like an actual song, like my song is the same song that I play for my for my podcast. No um, way! Yeah, That's shipping crazy. off There's to Boston, the... man. Nice. That's right. That's what they would play in my home <laughs> arena in Jean Care, right? And it would fire me up so oh, much. Yeah. Was, yeah. So it was just—it's just different, right? It was different, and 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 watching the the Danbury Trashers um, documentary, you know, you kind of get an idea for like how that era was in that league for that team, anyway, right? Absolutely. And then, so you know that that's different. Same type of thing in Quebec. Like, like, like I had AJ as a guest on my show, right? Galante. And we have him next I week. was saying to AJ, I was like, dude, man, you should have bought a team in the LNAH, bro. You know what yeah. I mean? He would have made a lot of money and like, you know, he loved that type of thing. Right. And it's, that's up the LNAH's alley, everything he wanted to do. So, yeah. So like, it's just, um, it's just really different. And then so once you're a part of it, like guys like Brandon Sugden went there, you, you know, like once you're a part of it, you can embrace it and you can either do well or not do well. The guys that did well were like Sugden, Marasti, Vasse, like the guys that stuck around and were known to be victorious, right? Like they yeah. made a lot of money and they did very well. 
like, I don't think people understand, like, especially down here, like everyone says Toronto is like the hockey Mecca, like Quebec itself is a Mecca. Like even, yeah. even when going up there and coaching the Montreal, uh, coaching the uh, Brampton Thunder and going up on the women's side, like they packed the, the Montreal practice facility. Whole side of the stands, absolutely packed for a women's game. And same thing when we went to Carol Willette's uh, arena. Same deal. Absolutely packed. I think it held like 2,500 people. So we're playing in front of 2,500 people in Montreal, and then we come back to Brampton, and we're playing in front of family. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, guys. How much you just support the game of hockey. It's wild. Yeah. And in Quebec, guys, it's a little bit different because every single park in Quebec has an outdoor rink. You know what I mean? With oh, yeah. boards and everything. Like, I'm telling you, man, like every single park does. So everybody just gets involved with hockey. Like, it, like last winter, we wouldn't even have been able to do that in most parts of Ontario, right? Just no, weather-wise. No but in Quebec, they can do it, right? Especially near Quebec City. Like, wow. Like, you I know what I mean? City. It's oh. a hockey mecca, man. That's all they got out there. They were devastated when they didn't get their Nordiques and NHL team. Like when Seattle and Vegas and all those guys got approved. Yeah. I, I was living in Quebec when that happened. They had the arena. They had everything going, man. They had enough money to pay for it. And they were just denied. And they're devastated. They really think they're still going to get one, though. I think they will. Yeah. I hope yeah. so. <laughs> I can see it, yeah. Yeah, we got Galante on next week with us. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. man, he's wait, man, he's he's such a he. He'll be such a good guest, man. Oh, he's he's. he's I'm so excited. Yeah, I was fired up tonight. I'm, so I'm polite, the next so, uh, two weeks are gonna be amazing. Yeah, he's oh, so yeah. polite and so well mannered. Talking to him, he's he seems like a pretty solid dude, man. And he's got so many good things that are happening now that have come out of all this. Like, like it's so cool, man. Like that jersey stuff. Like, are you guys yeah. seeing all the? All the different players that he's putting oh, in, yeah. a, in a oh, trash. Yeah. Drake, Drake has, Drake's got one. Oh yeah, man. Drake's got one. He posted on his social the other day. He's got a Dranberry Trashers one. Just yeah. Drake on it. It's nasty. Yeah, Galante oh, yeah. sent it to him. Yeah, he's wearing it. He was he had posted it on his social. Like just <laughs> oh yeah, that's absolutely huge, wild. man. That's hilarious. Huge. Um, yeah, I was gonna back to playing in Quebec. You uh, you played with a buddy of mine in Walker's uh, Penner, Alex Penner. He played and fought him. What's that? What's your relationship like with Penner? Um, me and Penner are are really good buddies. Um, he, he was also a, a like a special guest on my show. Yeah, um, one of the yeah. highest, highest, most listened to episodes for sure. Still, like, oh, yeah, right. Got and, him. Um, he he's he's a great dude, man. He's uh he's he's a very he's a very unique guy, right? Yeah. Very yeah. unique guy. But I I'm I'm so glad to be friends with him, man. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like he's, he's such a great man. man, right? Yeah, yeah, he's a, great, he's a great man. Yeah, he is on our. Uh, he, I think his episode was pretty uh, highly viewed on ours as well. He he's oh, gone. Yeah. We, we're gonna get him on again eventually, but yeah, he he's a great man. He, like you said, unique, very unique. And yeah, like he, he says, he's gotta be doing some crazy his... stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry, but I didn't hear you. I said he's gotta be doing some crazy stuff down there. I was trying to get him hooked up with the GTHL team because he really wants to coach. So yeah, I was hoping he, uh, I was hoping he got behind the bench this uh, this winter. Yeah, yeah. He he'd be a really good coach. He'd be a really really good coach. Actually, that's a great idea. I, I think. so. Oh yeah, too. absolutely. Hundred percent. Sean, I want to touch on it briefly here. So like. Your world kind of turned upside down in 2010. Uh, I don't really want to go too far into it. I don't want to say too much, get into it. 
touch on things, but uh, just let kind of let everybody know what went on there, how it changed your life. Let us let us know what happened. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, to give the the whole story justice, we'll just we'll, we'll just have to have like an exclusive on it and stuff, and and like Absolutely. you know what I mean. But 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 you know, like the best the, the best way to talk about it, like for the time that we have, guys, is um, I unfortunately was involved with a conspiracy case in the states, and the unfortunate thing for me is people that I thought were my friends were the ones that got me involved with it. Okay, so yep. once I was like implemented in the case um when i found out about it was when i was playing for the belfast giants it was towards the end of the season and i um with the advice of my lawyer came back to the u.s to face this because pretty much i was told you know as long as i came back and fessed up that it was kind of like a publicity stunt that it was nothing was really going to happen and to make a long story short I was strung along by my lawyer, me and my family, um, ended up pleading, pleading out, signing papers that I didn't really want to sign, but was told that it was in my best interest, just the way that the system worked for me to get myself out of this trouble, <laughs> right? So two years later, when, I, when there was the sentencing for what I signed, instead of getting the probation that I was told I was going to get, I, I said, read, I read the judge changed yeah, mind for 24 months, right? Yeah. So you see me smiling about it now, but it really took me this. So, so it was 24 months. I had to do 20 out of those 24 months. Like that was like the good behavior type yeah. of thing, right? Yeah. And so this is between 2012 and 2014. So it probably took me a solid three, four years, guys, to, to start talking about this after 2014 wow. when it was resolved, right? And I, it, it took a lot of counseling, it, like it took a lot of acceptance. And at the end of the day, like what, what I can really say what I got out of all that was I just made the best out of the time out of those 20 months, I was able to get my my high school degree, which I never got because I kept bouncing around in the OHL. And I think I was like two credits short when I started pro. And I'm like, yeah, I'll get those online one yeah. day. It's not a big deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was yeah. I was 30, I was 30 years old and I, I got my GED, you know what I mean? And and then yeah. I started teaching the GED, right? Nice. And then I started doing teaching That's an good. exercise class. I started doing, I took a bunch of business classes. I, I, I took this one class called Paradigm Thinking where you kind of realize what your life purpose is, um, what your true values are, and, and you kind of learn a lot about yourself and kind of learn, learn about like who you really are, right? So um, the one thing I can say is that I was able to make the best of that time and, and the things that I learned I'll be able to benefit for the next 25 years. And I, I, one thing I can say to, to the young kids out there is that you really have to look out, look out after who you're hanging out with and if those people are of good influence or not. Because if they're not, it's really not worth it. And, you know, if you're on the right track, you shouldn't allow anyone to interrupt that track. And, you know, some people have to learn the hard way. But for me, guys, like, like I said, it took me years to kind of talk about it, but 
I plan on being like a big character in the media. I plan on being a big character on TV and, you know, my, and I have a story to tell. Right. So yeah, thanks guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, do you do any work in the community at all? Like, have you ever, have you, do you ever do any, do any like that? Lots of okay. plays. Yeah. Like I, I, um, I, I I first saw Rob Ray and how he was a big community guy. Like when I first got drafted to Buffalo and I would have like conditioning camps with the other draft picks and stuff. And we would stay in mm-hmm. Buffalo for a few weeks and we kind of like see like how things were. And, and I remember seeing Rob Ray doing an, aware, uh, an award ceremony for community service. And I saw that and I kind of wanted to be the same way. Like I wanted to be a player that gave back too. So yeah, I signed up for all those all those public appearances in the schools, um, the, the hospitals, the rec centers. You know, talking in front of all the people and stuff. And I, I got a lot of experience with the hockey, with the doing the community work, and I absolutely love it. It's awesome, Sean. After you, uh, you know, you did your time there. Um, was was hockey ever kind of in your mind as? I'm done with that. I, I've got to move move on with my life. Like before you came back, and then once you decided to return to hockey, was it was it hard to get everything back in gear to where it was before? Well, the, well, and and that's a great question, bro. Yeah, hell yeah. So, so, so the lucky thing for me is that my team at the time, like, was so supportive. Like, like the the Marquis de Jean Care man, that team in Quebec. Um, from, from Dean Litigascos, the, the head coach and GM to all my teammates, like, like no one, no one thought I was going to go, man, like including my family, my, my hockey team, my friends, any group of people, no one thought I was going, including myself. Right. So, so when I did, it it was a pretty big surprise to a lot of people. And I kind of, through my family, I was able to kind of stay in contact and my goal was to not only take advantage of the time and, and think of, you know, business stuff and plans for the future beyond hockey. Of course, I had time, a lot of time to, to think about stuff like that. Um, but I also had a goal of, of not allowing this to stop doing what I wanted to do right now. And yeah. I was only, man, I was like, what, 29, 30 years old. I'm not done playing hockey, man. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. I, my goal was to get right back to the team as soon as I was done with this. Right. So, um, yeah, like I, I was kind of able to do a little bit of both. I, I was able to plan a lot for what I wanted to do after and, and then also, you know, prepare for, for getting back on the ice. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Walks fire another one out there. You're hot. Yeah. <laughs> um, was the game in the, uh, the EIHL, did you know it's a big difference from playing, you know, AHL hockey when you first went over? Well, the thing the thing about the the EIHL is now, now this league, they'll only take imports from now for the players from North America. You either have to played in the NHL, AHL, or ECHL the season right before you go there. You know what I mean? Oh, because really? there's a lot of guys okay. from like the Quebec league that want to go, but they're not eligible. There's a lot of guys that are in, I don't know, like SBHL or any of the other leagues, right? That are below the ECHL. None of them are eligible, right? Oh, no so, I didn't yeah. Know that. So, so, and there's yeah. 10 imports on each team. 
right? So so there's like two two sets of forwards and and four D men that that are all either Canadian or American. So most of them are either AHL guys or like top coast guys. Yeah. So the hockey's really good over there. The the key to winning over there is the team that has the best British guys. Because if you think about it, if there's 10 spots, now those 10 spots could be anything. You could have a goalie, you could have all forwards, like whatever. If those 10 spots are all kind of even throughout the league, it's about the British players, man. The team that the most <laughs> best British players are on. That's why Belfast or Nottingham or, or one of those teams, Sheffield, those teams always win because those are like the big clubs. So all the good British players, they want to play for like those three teams. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> so if Belfast is able to get one or two of them from Sheffield, then Belfast will be the favorite the next year. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's kind of how it works there, man. It's, it's a great league. Brent Brent Hughes played with you. In Dundee, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. Former Wexford Raider. Yeah, buddy. Hell of a model Canadian. (laughs) (laughs) What was life like over there, Sean? I didn't – sorry, buddy. What was life and living like over there? Oh, man, it was was so awesome, man. Like, it's like – like, when I was in Belfast – the team is so well respected and liked that there's like pubs that are like over welcoming restaurants, <laughs> hotels, like, like everywhere you're welcome. Right. And everyone's so proud of the Belfast giants. Like it's such a proud thing. It brings the communities together, this team, right? Because you're not allowed to wear any other colors or anything to do with religions or anything like in the arena. And, and there's very special rules. So once you're in there, there you don't have to worry about anything because this is a place that still has tension. Like, I, like I'm, I'm sure you guys know the history of Northern Ireland, right? Where, yeah. you, you know, there, there's, still, there's still like somewhat troubles there, man, yeah. like between the communities, right? Yeah. And the Belfast Giants is actually used by the British government to, to bring the communities together. And that's oh, really? what I loved about being a part of that team so much because – when they brought me there, they wanted their tough guy, which they call hard man over there. They wanted their tough guy to be the, the face of the team, to be the community guy. And I had just won like my third AHL man of the year award. And that's like the community award in the AHL. Oh, so that's crazy. I, yeah. yeah. So I was like their top recruit for that. And I was lucky enough that my GM in Rockford, Mark Bernard, he used to be a goalie in that league, and he had like a connection with Todd uh, Kelman, the GM in Belfast. So my GM in Rockford was actually my agent that broke brokered the deal for me to go to <laughs> Belfast. So like, I was just everything just lined up lined for me. Up. Oh yeah. And then when I got there, I learned about about this you know Catholic Protestant feud in this in like you know and 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 the, the history and. And they're like, you know, we're going to need you to do multiple appearances a week. And then what, what, what made them catch the story of me going so much was because I don't look like the average hockey player, right, guys? <laughs> like, so w- what the message was, was don't, don't not take the risk of being with people that may not look like you or not brought up the same way as you. Because then I would say, if I did that, then I would never be able to play hockey because most of the people don't look like me and, you know, they might not be interested in what I'm interested in, so I'm not going to do that. And then I wouldn't be able to be here with you guys right now. 
So I, so I would catch their attention right away. And, and it was cool. It'd be like a big group of, of Catholic kids, a huge group of Protestant kids, and we would all talk and do activities. And then That's it was sweet. all done by the Belfast Giants. You know what I mean? And, and wow. I did it every That's week, cool. every Dude. week that I was there. It was awesome. Neat. Nice. Probably That's use some cool. of that Very down different here. experience. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, that's there's no idea. national anthem there because they don't want there to be any kind of disputes. Like it's, it's very it's interesting there. how they do it. Wow. Would you, if like you, okay, Sean, if you're running the league now in the NHL, do you, after what you've experienced over in Europe, do you, would you take away the national anthem here? Um, man, that's incredible question. <laughs> you know what? Like, like it would definitely have to be, a, it would definitely have to be an option. Like it would take a, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, like, it's, I don't it's really tough. I know why they need to so play. Like, some people they just don't understand, like you know, about the meaning of it. And I don't know if you want to say that it's lost. It's been it's lost its meaning, but you know, a lot of people take I take offense to it, and you know, and a lot of people have gone away from it. So I don't know. I'm I'm one of those guys. I'd like to hear it played, but if it went away, you wouldn't hear me complaining. If it went away, I'd just been okay. That that's that's let's see how it goes. And I don't, you know, what five six games, well, it wouldn't be missed. I agree with you. I, I, I like the national anthem. It, always, it would always kind of pump me up when I was playing because it was just kind of like, you know, right before the game starts, right? Like, so you're getting yeah. going. But like, like you said, brother, if they took it away, I don't really know why they have to play it. Like, what, yeah. what really the reason is well, for it. Well, it was years ago, right? Like, that's where it started. It just started because of the war effort and stuff like that. True. They started to play it for, for pride. And whatever, yeah. it just kind of stuck. But then it went, it was kind of everywhere. That was really, it was just more about pride than anything. So, so I don't know nationalities if that's really changed. Now, yeah, it makes and, no sense. Yeah, really. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how much that's changed. But, again, for me, for, for me, if we play it, great. If we don't play it, eh, it wouldn't be. Yeah, great. like you said. Yeah, I'd be okay. Country finds you, if you like you said, a few games. I don't think people really miss it too much. It's like it's kind of lost its uh, thing. Maybe back in the day, yeah, when it was like strictly <laughs> Canadians and Americans. Well, it wasn't even then. But you know what I mean. Like, there's so many nationalities that make zero really sense to have that anymore. Yeah, no, I agree. I Sean, might have a little yeah. bias. I might have a little bias. Because oh yeah, because you play. I like age. Gentlemen, sometimes like you know, like there'll be a tough guy that starts the game, right? So if there's a tough guy that's starting the game, like he's going off the start of the draw, like that's you know what I mean. So the national <laughs> anthem is like it's kind of crazy when you're yeah, starting. It's like the walk. It's like the walk up music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of. It, like it's very man. It, it, it's very like, and then as soon as it's done, you know, you skate to the bench. You get the last little water you know what i mean and, th- and then you're putting your helmet on but it's really just to take it back off so you, so but for me i i like i like taking my helmet off i do a spin and everything like you know what <laughs> oh, i mean I so yeah oh, I, there's all like I, a little part of it i never <laughs> played pro sean i never played pro the one of the things i always want to do on my bucket list was i want to take my helmet off and do a hair skate at a prof- for a professional hockey game if i ever made it just pure hair skate just Let's go. You know what I mean? Me too, Fienzy. Me too. That's brother. awesome, man. Not your yeah. style. Keep your hat on, kid. Me too. You're gonna you're gonna blind the blind the camera. <laughs> hey, be well, careful. We're just my the Michael Paul Jordan brother. lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. But he's doing it. His is natural. I don't think yours is though. Style. I think that's the difference. Paul next year. So, Sean, what's what's next for you, Sean? Like, what's where do you want to take the, your podcast? Like, that's something that I'm that I'm really intrigued about because. 
you know, you get into this and you, and you put, like you said, you put the time in, you see the success of guys like Spit and Chicklets. Uh, we've had a couple guys from podcasts on that are still grinding away, grinding away, trying to make, you know, trying to make this their, this is their, their full-time thing. You know, is this something, you know, do you think this is something you can do the rest of your life? Well, I mean, I, I, I hope to be able to be wanted in this department for the rest of my life. Like I, I, I'm, I'm an aspiring sports broadcaster. Like that's what I really want to do at the end of the day. Um, so the podcast for me, gentlemen, like we were saying before, I'm just having so much fun while able to gain experience and while be able to kind of like build a resume for, you know, taking a run at the, at the sport networks. Right. So, so I, I just have so much fun doing it. And then, you know, talking, talking sports, talking hockey, like, like there's nothing really better than that when you're doing it with a bunch of great guys like yourself, right. And laughing and, you know, gaining relationships and networking. And you, you know, for, for me, there's nothing better than that. Agreed. Absolutely. You had our uh, hometown boy, Ryan Leslie on there a couple of weeks ago too, eh? Yeah. He's a really good guy, man. He's oh, a really yeah. good guy. You know what talk I mean? about learn. Talk about learning something, right? That's a guy mm-hmm. you want to you want to mirror oh, your yeah. yeah your broadcasting career from. I mean, you know, he does everything right. He's bang on typically. He's witty. Uh, you know, there's not much he he can't do. Yeah. Um, from a broadcasting perspective, like he brings so much energy to the table at day in day out, even if it is for the Flames. But outside of that, he's 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 an, he's an absolute beauty, and I can't you know he's been on our show now twice, and uh, has he? Or, you know, like you said those are the guys that we hope make it. Guys, like you said Ken Reed, yourself. I mean, yeah. guys that, that can talk the game. That's that's the guys that make it. Hey, Finesy. Yeah, he's bald too, and he's also bald. That's <laughs> right, he's also bald. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, like I said, we're just embracing the Michael Jordan lifestyle, boys. That's right, right, right. That's what it is, man. Well, yeah, yeah. He's the most famous bald guy in the planet, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably. That. Yeah. Exactly. Sean, I got uh, one that I like to ask a lot of the tough guys uh, that we have on. Um, first part of the question is, who's probably the the toughest guy you've dropped the mitts with? And second part of that is who's a guy you thought you were going to uh, beat the wheels off and he kind of surprised oh, yeah. you. Love that right. one, Um So I would have to say, like, obviously I've been asked this before, right? So yeah. from the Quebec League, um, you guys all know, you guys have all heard of Steve Bosse. Yes. Right? So Steve Bosse it has the most powerful punch that I've ever dealt with. Okay. For, and, and he's, he ended up being a UFC fighter. Um, and he, he actually, I think has like a really good record, man. Like it's like, I don't know, like five and one or something. I think so. Steve Bosse. Yeah. yeah, man. He, he went, I was, I was like his last pro fight, like in that league. And then, and then he went professional MMA and he ended up in the UFC. Um, yeah. So he's he's got the hardest punch, but I mean I I can only really say the guys that I had the big rivals with, and so the the toughest guy that I had a rival with was Brandon Sugden. I, I'm sure you guys are familiar with yep. him too, right? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. so yeah, man. And then as far as someone that got me that I didn't think would get me, 
<laughs> it probably happened quite a bit. Um, <laughs> I, I, I would like, okay. So, okay, l- let's do this. Rocky Thompson, Rocky Thompson. I only fought the man twice. The first time I fought him, I got him really, really good. The second time I fought him, man, did he ever get me good. Didn't knock me out or anything, but he got me so good. I couldn't believe it. So I'm going to have to put that one in there, man. His daughter, Taze Thompson's an unreal player playing a little Division One hockey right now. Yeah, I've heard. I've actually heard about that. She's a hell of a player. She's a hell of a player. Is that his daughter? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's unreal. Taze. Taze is her name. Yeah, quite the name. Great handle. You couldn't get the trilogy, eh, Sean, to, to settle the battle. Oh, oh I know. Man, get in the third fight. I know. Never well, happens, you know what? Though, know. What's it Rocky. called? Spin Chicklets has that. Uh, what's it called? The uh, the the brawl crap with oh, the fighting uh, stuff. We can get him into. I bet you guys could make a, about Rocky half a mil. Rocky Thompson and Sean McMorrow on the <laughs> Spin Chickler, the the barstool sports uh, rough and rowdy. Rough and rowdy. Rough and rowdy. I bet you guys could pull like like 200 to 500 grand to get the, the trilogy <laughs> in. Just throw some mitts on and just. So, what is it? Right like celebrity it. boxing? Like what? Like what is it? Yeah, yeah. Rough and yeah. rowdy. It's 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 just really what it is. It's just awful. Yeah, it's just awful boxing. But the thing is, though, is that sometimes they do have like two rivals. Like, I don't know how they how they find it out, but they have had some guys that, like, you know, like um, this guy bullied me in high school. Now I'm six eight and he's oh. five ten. I'm taking him into the ring, right? <laughs> okay. And then the one yeah. guy that's now five ten, like, I don't care. I'll kill this guy, whatever. But it's just it's one of those things that uh, just yeah, it's kind of like celebrity boxing. But that'd be a good one to settle the the trilogy. I get, I'd fight. I'd pay for that. I'd definitely pay pay for that. Ding ding ding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, now the thing is, okay, I got a funny one for you. Are you are you still under contract to play? Because I see here yeah. on Elite Prospects, okay. you get the, did I oh, Rivera's got okay, con- so, your, your contract. Yeah, so no so so I got offered a contract um, by Riviere de Loop. That's a team in this league, right? Yep. And and I and I signed it. And but the thing is, is it, this was back in the summertime before they like implemented all the like like the vaccine mandates and all that kind of stuff. So what happened was there was a time where like, like you weren't allowed to, like as of September 22nd, you weren't allowed to be in a hockey arena or a gym or anything like that. So I was actually considering going, but then that type of thing, because there was like three or four weeks where I couldn't work out or skate, mm-hmm. where that, that was one of the factors of me deciding oh, not right. to start the season, right? So, so I told them that I, that I, that I may start like in the new year, join the awesome. team. It's really that's great. Great. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Do you think you'll be like, something you, like that? I have to be prepared. Right. So, yeah. So, the, so do you think you're going to get up? Do you think you're probably going to play? I mean, honestly, dude, like, like I'm when ready. I was getting, <laughs> when I was getting prepared before the, the mandate vaccine stuff, I was starting to get really strong and I was, I was on the ice and like, you know what I mean? I was getting getting the confidence to 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 be in a position to go right. So it's just a matter of you know being able to get strong enough because you have to understand how strong some of the guys are over there, man. Oh, like, oh yeah, oh yeah. You know where, where I mean? are you like, skating you out there be. in Scarborough? Where what barn are you skating at? 
I, I was skating with Al Sinclair. So so we were actually at the Don Montgomery, man, the old okay. Oh, the, that's an old barn. Yeah. It's not bad though, like condition though, like no, like it's I, not. Like, yeah, it's very old barn. The old that's an, I was gonna say that's an old barn. These guys don't go east, so they have no idea what we're talking about. They don't understand nope. that there's like twenty rinks within like five minutes of each other. They, yeah. they got one oh. rink within an hour of where they live, so they don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they don't get it. <laughs> I'm just speaking truth yeah, here, fellas. Yeah, it's, it's partly true. It's partly true. Yo, it's it's walk definitely true. He's a lot of rings. He's coaching. He's there. He's I'm here. all over the place. Hey, oh, yes. Styles, good call. Hey, Walker, how's your 2 0 record going? We're five we got a three game winning streak right now. Fine. Hey, yeah, we got to fill Sean in quickly here. All right? <laughs> he's into the room one night. Uh, he's a coach of junior C team. Good team. Good, good coach. But he comes in boasting his two and zero record. <laughs> then you see, like, you look at their standings like next week, and it's two and two. I'm like, oh, and then I'm gonna, I'm ready to grill him. Last Monday, ready to grill him. <laughs> Doesn't show up, and I think it's because he knew I was about to give it. No, <laughs> no, I can take it, Finesy. What team are you coaching, brother? I'm coaching the uh, Portover Sailors of the uh, the Junior C Loop down here. So. Right on, man. Answer me yeah, this. How did the Port Stanley Sailors have the same name as you and you're an hour away? I don't know. Good question. Weird, eh? We need to talk to him about that because that's friggin' ridiculous. Yeah, same league? Same yeah, league. Same league. Yeah, same league. Away, we're yeah, better, really? better, so they got to been get, Actually, you know what? We're, we're almost running out of time here. But, Sean, what um, you know, have you been out getting out watching any hockey at all? Like, Do you still enjoy going to the rink and watching the game? I mean, yeah, like I, I, I try to get out as much as possible. I'd love to go to some Leaf games this year, right? And yeah, um, bring a thousand bucks. <laughs> it, 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 it's just been, it, it's been Watch weird movies. though, like, like just with the whole COVID thing, right? So like now we're able to go, but, but like we really haven't had opportunities to be like walking around too many rinks recently, right? So, so, so yeah. I'm, I'm very glad to be able to do that now for sure. Yeah, I think it looks like they're opening up, which is fantastic. Like, I think the I think for thank everybody for watching tonight off the puck podcast TV show. You can catch OTP every Saturday night, 9 p.m. Rogers TV channel 20, channels 13, London, St. Thomas, and the Tri-City area. Over 700,000 potential viewers. Follow us on Instagram and YouTube at off the puck hockey. Thanks again to Sean Morrow, yes, McMorrow, my coach, or sorry, my co-host, not my coaches. Yeah, coach. coaches. Tonight, coaches right? Yeah, see, I'm not getting a job at Sportsnet. We're teaching you. <laughs> happening anytime. You're soon. awesome, man. We're <laughs> teaching you. My co-host Adam Styles, Mike Walker, my producer Matt Huddle. He, Matt Huddle is in Mexico right now, so oh, I had no to produce way. tonight. I had to produce, and I'm running the ship here. Love oh. it, Marty Zilstra for providing the theme music. This is off the puck hockey. Let's go. Thanks, Sean. This has been an FHN production. Listen to our new shows every week on Thursdays on any podcast platform. Also check out our weekly live shows on the FHN Network and the ASTV Network on YouTube or Facebook. Thank you again for listening.